Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. So Logan, it's official. You are the Fantasy Gaming League champion of 2023. And Mr. Paper is the Fantasy Gaming League Grand Prix winner. So you'll be taking on the Toad in 2024. Rekindling an old rivalry. Yeah. I won't I won't go through all the data and bits and pieces for Baton now because we will plan to have a bit of an end of season review. Um, you've really been costed by this this success you've had because not only are you here most weeks, you've then got commitments on FGL season wrap-ups, then you want to take part in the quiz, and uh, then we've got to do the draft at some point. So, I mean, you're not even getting paid. No, it is a pure volunteer role. Um, no, I mean, look, it's... Uh, I mean, to say that I want to take part in the quiz, it's like... Would a League Two team really want to take part in the Premier Division? You go, well, it's an experience, but you know you're going to come last, and that's really where you don't have to. That. I'll take the no, referee, no, but, but, but there's a chance of making history. So there's no chance. Well, there, there is literally no chance that I would have any. Like I, I just wouldn't. It's the, I'm just not in the weeds as much as some of the other boys are. So uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not saying that I want to win, but it's you know. I've sat on the sidelines for many years now, and it is fun to watch it and listen to it. But yeah, I just feel like a. Why not just take part? Why not make my job harder so then I've got to do it all? Yes, correct. I mean, I had very little value. Sometimes, most of the time, you corrected me anyway. No, that's Um, what I need. It's a useful check and balance. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's. it's something that I historically haven't been involved with in any way and just had feet up. So, yeah, this year it's, uh, or the past few years, it's kind of been more of a active participant on what with the podcast and everything. Yeah. Well, you won, you won with 859 points to 838 for mm. Parkey, so pretty yeah. pretty clean victory in the end. The final stands for the Grand Prix was Paper on top with 793, Biff and Adcock tied on 780, but Biff takes the second place by virtue of less transfers being committed. That's the first tie break that we use. Salmon, 778 in fourth, so only two points off. Adkins, 765, only nine games out, so that's what really cost him. We'll get to the day before in just a bit. And then Hall, all 10 games out, 741, but he made 35 points worth of transfers. So that's maybe one of the highest outputs of transfers anyway. But we'll go through that in depth. But that's the official scores. We didn't have them last week. It was it was looking like it was going that way. But stranger things have happened with last-minute changes and last-minute scores. And mm. what's really the, one of the strangest things I've ever come across is Fantastic, who developed the day before, yeah. four days after it released on Steam, shut down. Yeah. I mean, what well, is the announcement? 
Today, we announced the closure of Fantastic Studio. Unfortunately, the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. We invested all of our efforts, resources and man hours into the development of the day before, which was our first huge game. We really wanted to release new patches to reveal the full potential of the game. But unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. And it goes on to a bit more it's important to note that we didn't take any money from the public in the development of day before there were no pre-orders or crowdfunding campaigns that is true we worked tirelessly for five years pouring blood sweat and tears into the game at the moment the future of the day before and prop night which is one of their other games is unknown but the servers will continue to remain operational we apologize if we didn't meet your expectations we we did everything in our power but unfortunately we miscalculated our capabilities creating games is incredibly hard is an incredibly hard and challenging endeavor. We're grateful to the support. We're grateful to everyone who supported us during these difficult years. It's been a fantastic journey over the past eight years, and it lists off the games that they'd released. I mean, how do you do that? How's four days worth of funds? And you go, well, that's not going to work. Gone. <laughs> Clearly, there's something more, not sinister, but there was, there was bigger problems than just the initial kind of sales coming through because that seems mad to me considering that the ebb and flow of game sales whilst they are usually at the front end you know you can release a patch or do something later on the line and get another scourge of sales but i don't think i've ever seen that before four days after the early access release of a game that it sinks the whole studio clearly wasn't going to be sustainable unless it really hit big yeah i i don't really know most of the time, who do they owe money stuff? to? The mafia is that's what is that is that's what's going on. Loan well, sharks. Are they they owe well, money to the mafia, and they're like, "Well, we need to pay that off." Sorry, well, I don't I don't understand where where this money's come from anyway. Like, surely you're better off keeping it a going concern. I mean, they've obviously kept it going as long as they could, but they knew ultimately the numbers weren't i mean what sort of numbers would they have had to have made like they know from the product they've made that it's yeah. going to flop like they know that yeah they knew it because they chucked it out as early access and then like it just fucking got drilled by opinion basically saying there's absolutely nothing to this yeah and then they weren't shut it down i'll say it's a bit um, there's some strange things going on i will say in that mm. it suddenly became there were, there were people that were like streaming this game who would never have bothered streaming it, but they heard it was bad and thought, oh, we'll just pile on and, and catch the algorithm yeah. here, which I think is a little bit unfair in some ways. It's like you weren't even, you didn't mention one breath of this game and suddenly because you're here and it's a bit of a disaster, it's like, oh, let's go on, you know, mm. make fun of it, which didn't help, but it it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Like it was, it was in terrible state. And I think Salmon even got it, didn't he? He tried to get yeah. into it and couldn't even get into any of the servers. On, I think he, he steam-logged about 40 minutes and that was all trying to get into a game, which is mm. an issue when you go for MMOs. But sorry, I did cut you off mid-fault. No, it's just a really odd thing to do. Like, you see these games where they go, look, this just ain't going to work, cut it. And they go, mm. sorry, it just ain't, ain't ever going to be a thing. But it's weird that it got to a point where... They basically did an announcement, didn't they, a couple of months back, saying, oh, it won't be a full release, it'll be an early access. Yeah. So alarm bells start ringing when they go from version 1.0 to not. Um, not for Adkins, then, apparently. Felt it was, he felt it was prudent to leave that in his, his team. I really, really don't get why he's... It's such a bizarre decision. I mean, uh, look, he, 
you know, he's done really well this year and um, picked a lot of good games and then somehow contrived to arguably pick the worst game of the year yeah. and leave it as his deciding game, which is a really strange tactic and we've called it out many times. But let's be honest, like no one expected it to be this much of a disaster yeah. in any way. So it really is quite something. But, um, you know, I think it's it's a shame. Evidently, they were... And they wanted to be... I mean, we spoke not long ago about State of Decay that you were playing through and that kind of being a, a game with faults, but that's okay because it's not trying to be anything more. And I think trying to do something over-ambitious in that kind of landscape mm. is really, really hard. Um, wow. And, you know, I think they've obviously struggled with it. Like, And they've gone, well, we had an idea and it's just not worked out for us. Someone at some point is going to get one of these games right. Someone will because there's there's just yeah. there's seemingly huge demand for it. Like every few years, mm. we seem to get like a it's always the same trope. It's a zombie survival game that's online. Mm. Basically, it's like DayZ, but a bit more is what the promise is. Mm. And this thing was before it got taken off Steam the first time was the most wishlisted game for mm. for many many months. When it came back on, it was the most wishlisted game again. There's clearly an urge mm. for people to get this stuff. And someone, there's money to be made on the table here. Someone's going to come along and eventually get it get it right and make a really great game, mm. I think. I don't know when that is. <laughs> I would have said yeah. something like The Last of Us Factions might have been it. But we got mm. news this past week that's been cancelled. That's, mm. that's not even going to ship. They've said basically the resources it would take to run a live service game of this scale would mean that our single player output would suffer. And someone went, what about scaling up? I'm making this stuff up now. And obviously some of them, they shrugged shoulders and went, nah, it's not going to happen. So that's been cancelled. I would have pegged that as like a high quality go mm. at this and probably could have been been successful. But even, you know, Naughty Dog aren't known for their online capabilities necessarily, but they are a top tier studio. Even they couldn't figure out a way to do it with Sony's yeah. backing. Mm. So I'll sit here and say it is going to happen. Maybe it won't. <laughs> but there's, there's some, there yeah. is a market there. I just refuse to believe there that is. people aren't. Yeah. And they, they go, oh, zombies, I don't want to play it. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But there's tons of people that just want that. They want like a polished, mm. good experience that's online that sort of ticks these this fantasy that people have had for probably since The Walking Dead got big. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of games have touched it and tried to do it in different ways with a different focus. I mean, you think about Left 4 Dead and then mm. State of Decay and Walking Dead and you've got all of these different aspects where you've got story, you've got Horde, you've got mm. like all this kind of different stuff, survival, but actually putting it together as a package that does it all to a good standard yeah. is demanding. Oh, like, yeah. Getting that AI right is so important to make them feel not too robotic and getting gunplay right survival mechanics making it too hard too easy to like what's and what's the end game i think is yeah. a really hard part of these sort of games like what are you because you can play it but everyone you need a purpose is the purpose to survive is a purpose to collect is the purpose to thrive like what and i think this is a really hard part and i think funnily enough it's one of the reasons why the walking dead in itself was trickiest because I think they struggled to figure out what was the point of this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what what is the point? And I think that's a really hard part. Did to you make bin it that? Good. 
I did, yeah. You're yeah. never going to go back? Nah. Hmm. I can't. I, can't. I, I gave it more than enough time. Oh, yeah. I, and it I, just did. I watched this, it all in the end. But I, it I got becomes about... a cycle, doesn't it? Yeah. And this is what annoys me. It's, like it's zombies done now. Surely you can go, well, look, I've got another... I've got an end. There's an end in sight. I, I, what do you do him... now? I feel like I'd have to start again, and I ain't doing that. Hmm. I left so it for long. about two or three years and then caught up and went back. See, that's the tricky part. I, I would yeah, it wasn't like worth that. it. I'm not, I'm not trying to advocate no. anyone does that, by the way. I'm just interested no. to see. No. A lot of people are the same. I know loads of people that just binned it and went, uh, They, I don't like giving them the time. They took the piss. <laughs> they milked that cow until it was absolutely They're still milking it. There's three spin-off shows coming off the back of it, so it ain't really over. Yeah, this is what annoys me. It's kind of like, I've said to you before, the best thing Ricky Gervais does is go three seasons, have that done, done. move on. And it, that's why it's so good. It's because they don't fucking stick around longer than it wants to be there, whereas that did. Wow. Some are saying um, you should do that with your stand-up because that's taken a nosediving quality. But I, guess, <laughs> I guess we'll find out Christmas Day when that new one releases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, there definitely is a market there for it. People want something to be good, but I really think it's a hard one to do because, mm. again, I, I think it broadly goes back to purpose. Like, And then... The argument is, if you if you go back to survival, there are things out there already that kind of tick that box, and then yeah. you've got the dead islands that are there for fun and for for kind of sandboxing. So I think it is a tricky one to do. Do people really want to touch it? I'm not too sure. No, maybe they maybe they don't. And you've said all that, which are which are all challenges, but also the, these days it's also from the the commercially sound element. Like, how do you monetize the game ongoing that that's now a consideration for all this stuff it's yeah. like how do we do we do seasons do we do what because they all want to scrape a bit more off the top and yeah you know mm. that's another part of the puzzle that we're, we're never going to be privy to but that's obviously a consideration as well it's, it's not yeah. just enough for something to be successful for six months it's got to be it's on, be ongoing a, success it's got to be a yeah, life yeah, life game mm. and it's like well and i think it's in sony really find, finding out the hard way they've spent Millions of dollars developing factions with Naughty Dog as part of this live service push, and then things have been burnt, and they're like, "Well, that hasn't panned. That's one. That's one of the ten gone. Mm. They've got nine more shots at it." But I think my prediction of they're going to have some right dog shit and you know bad yeah. optical losses is going to come true because even if they do release any of these games, there's no guarantee they're going to stick. And then it's a... It does make me laugh. Like I think people think it's easy to do this, it's and not. it's not. It's really you look at you look at Fortnite and what Epic have done. Like they're the only ones that you can say are really like I don't know. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe Activision are quite good here with Hearthstone and the way they do stuff, and they've got some good live and ongoing service games. Um, Depends on but, what you want out of it, and we, and we yeah. will never know. But you could argue that Sea of Thieves is successful because mm. Microsoft still support it as a player base there. They run seasons. They found a way to navigate the early waters of it being quite dead mm. and b- built something that fans like. But it's not on the scale of Fortnite because everyone looks at Fortnite and goes, well, if it ain't that, then it's not successful. Yeah, yeah. You, you wonder, actually, do they need to... They don't need to be as successful. Mm. But they would love it. That's obviously the, the, the end game. The end game at really? some point. Mm. But I think just accepting that... It's good enough to churn some cash and players and you know trickling money is is enough. Mm. But you as as Naughty Dog alluded to, that you have to 
pay people to support the game indefinitely. And if mm. things aren't going to pan out financially or you're going to have people coming off other projects, it then becomes a burden, doesn't it? Because you can't yeah, just yeah. leave it. You can't even leave these things. They're not going to be, it's not accepted. Mm. So that's yeah, a good point. Um, people always want new content, yeah. fresh stuff. And as soon as the first know. season release, like when season two come in, they're like, hey, what? Yeah. I've Enjoy done the battle pass. Oh, yeah. fuck. What do you mean you've done it? Well, I was sat there for 30 hours straight and did it all. And they're like, for goodness sake. Yeah. Have some control. Some so It's like you give a child a bag of sweets and they just go, well, just I do like, that. Well, well, I did that with my Christmas food as well. I scoffed that down. And I was like, did I enjoy that? Probably happy. not. Inhaled it's it. done. It's and done. That's it, what matters. The thing with eating, I just want it done. I want it out. It seems like an inconvenience. <laughs> My number one thing that I hate at the moment is drying after I've had a shower. Like it, that time trying to get myself fucking dry, it drives me insane. So I'm like, I can't do anything. <laughs> I need like a room that I can walk into and it blows hot air on me for like 30 seconds and I walk out and I'm bone dry. Yeah. I, I am surprised that we've not found a better way than using the towel. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's such a shit way yeah. of drying, especially as a man. Like when you when you got like body hair like mm. you just sort of rubbing end up rubbing a wet towel over you hoping it will make you dry and you think how is this the best that we've got to yeah um but pulling it back to games yeah i, I do agree i think it's it's a tricky thing to do it's a tricky the thing is though in principle you sit here and you go oh but you could do this you could do that but it's like yeah. in actuality is there demand for that would that work is it enjoyable mm. um we've seen with with destiny that's i think the lowest player count they've had in years so they're Bungie apparently the kings of this shit, and even they've got mm. to a point where they're like, "Hang on, we're struggling here." We we well, documented yeah. the, the troubles they had earlier in the year, but mm. it's like they just at released that. their new latest seasonal thing. Mm. And I was talking to to Destiny Dave a couple mm. of weeks ago, and he said he literally hates seasonal content and the way that they update it. He said it's just such a shallow mm. way of doing it with no progression links. And I do have to agree, it is. It is a shame, but they're just doing filler until they can get that final shape out. Yeah. Um, no, you, ask, you ask Destiny Dave what he wants, he'll give you that answer. You ask someone else, they'll want something else from the game. They'll want the seasonal mm. stuff. Like, it's really hard. You cannot please everyone. I and... don't mind it being there. I think no. the pro big problem with Destiny is they took out, by the looks of it, this kind of like progression-linked grind that people liked. Yeah. Um make it accessible for everyone to basically just come in and play and not have to do all of that but again that's though, where they had that's rock and hard plays isn't it because new yeah, players is, yeah. new players are clapping that in going yeah we can just jump in all the mm. ogs are like well, what are we doing if we're not if we're not going forward what, what are we paying for here Fucking... you do hit a sort of um, plateau yeah where it basically becomes like ticking off titles and doing pointless challenges to all that kind of stuff whereas people yeah. want to be feeling like if i do this and there's an end game and i get a reward yeah. right but there's no real reward other than getting a clap and it's like <laughs> people don't want to be clapped they want something to show it off they want a gun they want a tile like they want more than just what you're giving them and i think that's the really tricky part once you get to a certain point where destiny is like 10 years down the road or whatever yeah like how do you cater to keep new players coming in whilst keeping the elder statesman happy? I think that is a really hard balance because you might have lost to some of those people anyway. So you're counting yeah. 
you're accounting for an ever increase decreasing pool of people whilst there's always more and more people that want to play it yeah um but yeah there's no <clears throat> i think the argument is is there aren't the only people that seem to be getting it right completely 100 percent is fortnite that's the only game where you can go they've they've just seemed to but there was even a point a couple of years back where it took a massive dip because everyone yeah. was so sick of it because yeah. they kept changing it too much and everyone was just like, i'm done with this and then over the past six, 12 months, they seem to have really brought people back into it. Um, so it's it all, hard. It's all webs and flows in there, I think. And that's part of the... It also depends what else is out. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, if, if like, when GTA if 6 comes out, anything sort of close relevant. to that is done for yeah. for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Like, so this is the point. It's kind of not just linked to what the game's doing. It's also what's out at the moment. It's like at the moment you've got the new Warzone out, yeah. Fortnite's doing bits... You've got various other things going on and everyone's competing for your time. It's like, even if you enjoy a game, you might be giving something else a go for a bit. So um, there's no there's no guaranteed way of raking in the dough. No, otherwise we'd all be doing it, wouldn't we? And they'd all be Easy, getting it right yeah. and they're not because mm-hmm. it's a difficult thing. Anyway, that's the end of the day before and uh, I no doubt there'll be other games like this coming forward. This one seems like it got a big high profile push for whatever reason I think because the trailers showed it off so well like years ago but then when you see that sometimes you just got to look at that and say that ain't what it's going to be you can just sniff out bollocks sometimes and as soon as I saw yeah. that I remember Adkins showing me the trailer and look at this and I was like who are these people though mm. like they don't just you don't really often get something of like top tier quality come out of nowhere it's sort of earned over iterations of other games and I was like I don't know about that, but there sometimes has to be a baseline mm. of like something to work on. Like, and I think sometimes the easiest thing to do is go for the things that look pretty or the yeah. things that grab people's attention. And then it's a bit like what happened with No Man's Sky. When you actually get into it, you go, "Well, this is literally about an inch deep this water like there's yeah. you, there's a reason why it looks good and why you can do all this stuff is because when you scratch away it there's nothing else there and it is quite easy as you say once you get into the nuts and bolts of it yeah. to to figure it out and it, it does annoy me that they don't you know they, they try and do that because it becomes a bit like smoke and mirrors a little bit um and look everything with a pr or marketing slant is going to want to show the game oh, yeah. in the best possible light to get the most attention the most interest and all that sort of stuff but for you look at this game and you go for what yeah. like for a shitstorm that's resulted in you having to close the studio 4 days after you released it so yeah. well done congratulations fantastic the day before is no more anyway this is idle game chat Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast. This is the last normal episode of the year. Um, we've got, providing all the scheduling goes well, because it is reliant on people turning up to their commitments. We've got the quiz coming up, which will be, I don't know, a couple of, maybe 10 days away from whenever people listen to this. And then we will have, hopefully, a season fantasy gaming league where I'll, I'll reveal all the interesting data that no one cares about. And, uh, you can find out the stats. Are there any new records broken, etc., etc. But um, that's that's what's happening here. This is our last normal one. And as we did last year, we did a year in year in review. I think we called it last year. Mm. And what I keep seeing this year is a lot of things are like twenty twenty three wrapped. 
this new it's wrapped term. I think Spotify started all that nonsense off. Mm. So in that in that vein, we're going to change the name of this episode to actually we won't because it'll be the um it'll be the game at the end of the show that gets the headline. But this is our wrapped session where we have a little look back at what's take. He's frowning at that. We have a little look back at wrapped. You've not seen this. No, so basically, you go, on Spo- so you go on Spotify, it goes, here's your wrapped thing, and it basically shows you what you listen to all year. Right. And then so PlayStation do it, Xbox do it, Switch do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought I'd change the name, call it wrapped, this segment. So it wraps no. up the year, doesn't it? I think it that's does. What, I think that's what it's aiming at. That's what I've come to. Now, previously, the way we've done things like this is that we have, in fact, only really focused on... The platforms, i.e. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series. And what I have discovered doing that is that you exclude so much of the so many of the games and you put in a reliance on these these areas that don't always produce. Let's be frank, they're not always delivering top tier stuff. Also I could sit here and go through every single game that's ever released and it would take six hours, but we're not gonna do that. So what I decided to do is just to focus on the sharp end, as I call it. So on Open Critic, they've got this scoring system, you know, aggregated scores, as we know, blah, 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 blah. They have a, like a rating system where the top 10% basically are um, given what they call a mighty rating. And that's the top 10% of games scored of all time on in their database. So it's kind of changing. At the moment, it's 84 seems to be the cutoff point. So if you're 84 and above, you're in the top 10% of games released. Mm. Now, when I did that originally, I scraped all the data off. It came out with 76 games in 2023. I was like, good Lord, what's going on here? Mm. On closer inspection, you find out that there are dozens of these games that have like five reviews, six reviews, eight reviews. And I was like, hang on a minute. No disrespect, but no one cares. Even the, even the, the critics aren't be caring. So let's come up with another system. My next way of trying to cut this down was to say how many reviews in total across all the games have been put out there and what's the average split by the number of games and the magic number that came out was on average 65 reviews for games so that that includes ones that have got five reviews and there are some in there like resident evil 4 for example 197 reviews so you can tell what's popular and what's not Mm. so anything with 65 reviews and above were counted onto this list and that's the basic data that I've run. And it's only the top 10%. So it's 84s and above, the mighties that are on Open Critic. So I don't know what to do with all this this table I've got here, but I'll just start reading off some toot for you. And maybe I'll ask you some questions. <laughs> I've got on here what platforms released what. So which what, what appeared on which platform. We've got Xbox Series, PS5, PC and Switch. They're the, they're the four that I tracked didn't bother with mobile not dealing with it what do you think was the platform that had the most amount of games i should say there are 29 games that made the cut basically based on the the review cut i did so there's 29 games there which of the four platforms do you believe had the most amount of games that scored 84 above and had 65 reviews at least so it's what i would call relevant games I would say Xbox. Interesting. And what about the bottom? Who's who's last in this ranking? PlayStation. 
Interesting. So, top of the grid, PC. Mm. 21 of these titles appeared on PC. So, Master Race once again taking championships. Is this via, like, game... See, this is where it becomes complicated because <laughs> Game Pass games are also available on PC. Yep. And I was thinking more because the sheer amount of stuff that comes onto Game Pass... You throw more miles, well, more sticks. This is the sharp end, though, isn't it? We don't deal with shit. We cut. It's the top ten percent, so only the creme yeah, de la creme yeah, yeah. makes it. Yeah. So one of the criticisms of Game Pass has been they just chuck tuts on there. Shit. Yeah, know, fair enough. But there is a lot of good stuff as well. Let's not deny that. But PC, I'm not surprised it was PC because most things, as you said, the Xbox stuff all comes mm. to PC day and date, and mm. most things appear on there. You know, yeah, on Steam. On Steam. Mm. So you, you've got that. Or even like Epic now, they're mm. doing some, some business. Unbelievably, PlayStation is second. So PS5 is second with 20 games. Third is the Xbox Series consoles of 19 games. Mm. And the Switch struggling down in with 13 games. So a huge drop yeah. off in terms of quantity. Now, again, I'm not overly surprised at that because that Switch no. don't be running half of these games. Mm. So we've always stated that the power will cost it. If it was average score, well, that's yeah. I would have said Nintendo top, but I was thinking the most games with 84 or above with more than 65 reviews, I was like, they, they don't do volume. They no. do quality. Ten, or They try to do quality over quantity, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, bizarre place Different to be in because because actually if you look at the games that scored over 90 which is kind of another kind of cutoff point we did three of the nine are nintendo only nintendo published nintendo developed mm. so again at the sharp end they've got a good good number of games in there overall so by publisher they're top of the grid they've got five in this list of 29 mm. so although they've got the least amount of, of quantity yeah, you could argue the quality based on the amount of games released is is up there for them. Yeah, well, that was interesting. That it, it kind yeah. of flips on its head, doesn't it? But it yeah, shows. Yeah. I think what we've long said is Nintendo have been really good at supporting the Switch with their own stuff because they kind of have to as a necessity. Mm. And I think this proves that point quite well. In that, yeah. yes, they've got the least amount of games because some of the third party stuff can't run or won't run or whatever. But they've looked after their own house basically by saying, look. Is five games for you, all scoring in that top ten percent, which is difficult to do. Mm. It's a tricky one. Yeah, Larian Studios are the next. They're the big boys that done Borders Gate three, so they're top of the grid with their one game and whatnot. Sony, I think we've said have had a bit of a feet up year. One game fit, fit into this list. The Xbox team have got three games. So if you wanted to rank it based on output, you'd argue that Sony are last out of that. Because mm. Spider-Man was the only one they released. Yeah. And that was that. The other way to look at it is what games scored in the 90 plus. Spider-Man was the only PlayStation game there and was the only one to do that. It's sitting on a 90 at the moment. None of the Xbox yeah. stuff made it. So if you want to play that game, you, you can always do that. Who do you think had... The most amount of games released between this again, top 10%, 65 reviews. That's the criteria. Capcom, Square Enix, EA, 
or Warner Brothers. For some reason, I'm thinking Capcom. You'd be correct. Mm. Three games released in that. Two of them, Resident in fact, Evil. were over a 90. Yeah, Resident Evil 4. Street Fighter. Street Fighter 6. And then there's uh, another game, which I hadn't even heard of. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Oh, no. Little... I was thinking that fucking dinosaur Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, that certainly won't be in the top 10% of scoring, no. scoring games, that's for sure. But they've got three. Square Enix tied them, actually, with three as well. So mm. mustn't forget those those guys either. They've had a pretty good year. Final Fantasy 16, Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, what was the other one? It's got it here in my eyesight. Oh, that Feet Riven final bar line, which is in fucking Salmon's that? team that we laughed at and then got a, got a nice 86. So mm. that's what happens there. Uh, what we got? Average score for these top dog games off to 29 is 88. So that's the kind of average for these, these big title ones. Yeah. I don't really have much more to say, really, other than that's what's going on. I think that's a fair observation. I think that breaks it down quite nicely, to be honest. No huge surprises in there. I always no. think PC one's a difficult one to gauge as in terms of success because it's kind of just a mishmash of console stuff and PC specific. But well, that's kind of the appeal, again, isn't it? Yeah, but that's that is the appeal. But then it's difficult to say how well does it do. Well, no like, one's, the thing is, no one owns the Pete. Like that's the point is that it's a yeah. it's a free space where, in theory, everything could appear there, yeah, and, and does in in most mm. cases. So it's only really the Nintendo stuff which never. I mean, they would make so much money if they just did a PC. They must be stuff. looking at that, thinking don't need to though. The Switch doing what it's doing. If it cracks yeah. the bed, Switch two, maybe they. I don't. It know. won't though, will it? No, it won't. That's kind of like the. You, where you get locked into it, I guess, is you're locked into the hardware. They don't have to develop stuff for all sorts of different compatibility. They just do it for one con- one one console, mm. and then that's it. Yeah, and that even then, like Pokemon, still runs like shit. So there you go. What are they doing? No, but yeah, P- I mean, I, PC is a good space to be in. But like I've said many times, it's not. They go, oh, they'll, they'll lose people. They'll lose console players to PC. I'm like, well, if they want to spend three times as much for their Gaming, they won't. Recently. And they won't. They're, it's People degree. ain't like us. No, they're not stupid. It's not. It's not a clever thing to do. No, it's a stupid thing to do, really. Although, I'm about to profit slightly off this because Alan Wake Two, yeah, had eyes on that. That is currently. On the Epic Games launch, which I know is yeah. like sacrilege for some people for daring to use it, but here's the reason why. I can get Alan Wake Two on that Epic Store for £21.47. Mm-hmm. Or I can get the deluxe edition, which comes with the two expansions, for £29.47 because they're running a discount on the game. They're also running an extra 33% if you spend over 12 quid. And this is this is where you can start to build some money back. I mean, it's, it's chipping away over time. But that game on the PlayStation Store is 50 quid. Yeah. And then 60 quid for the, you know, the, the deluxe version of it. So basically, mm-hmm. it's a half price off for being touted here. Yeah. A matter of a couple of months after release, which is perfect timing for me because I've just finished up another game. Yeah. Um, 
But then again, people yeah. say I'm, I'm a dog for using the Epic Game Store because they're just fuck them. Well, I don't care. I've you, got it all. I've got the EA launch. I've got the I've Epic got, launcher. I've <laughs> yeah. got Steam. I've got got Xbox. I'll take everything I can and play it where it's cheapest. Yeah. Because I spent a fucking fortune on this thing, so I ain't. I'm not doing it. Just it makes no bloody difference. No, in most games it doesn't. Through. No. I no. quite like actually the Epic Store as well. Oh, like, don't say that. Well, I'll they'll, fucking bite them, won't I? And tell them what, what, what the story is. Like, it's cleaner and it's easier to use than Steam by far. Oh, uh, it is. Destiny 2 Legacy Edition being handed out for free. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. So you can play all that to, for now on that if you really want to go at it. If you want 100 hours of wasteful content, then it's <laughs> for nothing. Oh, dear. What, um, what's been your view on this year in terms of the games? Like, I know, yeah. I, 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 there's been some, like, look, Baldur's Gate 3 Tears of the Kingdom I've not played. It's the two highest scoring mm. games. Most years I would have played that. I'd have gone in for those and, and absolutely taken titles, but mm. I haven't. And I've just enjoyed doing, getting on with what I, what I've wanted to do, which is sometimes older games, sometimes replaying, et cetera, mm. et cetera. But for you, who sort of straddles the line between maybe one or two big releases a year, live mm. service a flavor of that and mm. i don't know what else you're up to but you're always chopping and changing moving around did yeah. 2023 provide you with much new stuff for either to play immediately or mm. actually more likely oh i'll get to that later on in the year or another year for whatever reason yeah i mean i'm trying to I always get conflated between what i've played this year and what i haven't i don't keep a log of it well but i'm pretty sure that I finished off God of War this year, early yeah. this year, I think. I had, did I have Harry Potter this year? Yep. So I had that. So this is where it gets complicated. I'm like, right, did I do this this year? Like, so I've, I kind of feel like I've had two big single player experiences. And then I think I've played some stuff in the middle, Hi-Fi Rush and a few other bits. Um, and then I guess I've had War Zones and Rocket Leagues and trying mm. to dabble in a bit of Destiny and, you know, basically trying to get into my PC stuff since I bought it in kind of like Q4. Um, and I've obviously caught up on both Spider-Man. I've deliberately not done the latest Spider-Man 2 because I don't want to rush it because I'm fucking done with it. I'm, right, I, yeah. So... I guess my thought on gaming these days is to play stuff as and when I want to. Um, and that's largely what I've done. Like I don't often feel time pressure to do stuff, but I'm trying to think on what my gaming strategy is next year because I've still got stuff on the Switch I want to get to. Well, and Switch 2's lurking. Well, this is kind of where I'm at with it. I just, I fucking hate playing things on that console. <laughs> I really do resent it. So I've kind of, I want to play, like I've got um, Pokemon for my birthday and I still haven't even put that in. Wow. So I don't know. I'm going to see, I'm off work for three weeks now as well. So I'm going to kind of see what, where that kind of takes me and see what I get the itch to play. Mm. Um, but I'm definitely, like, I have to be honest, I'm really enjoying my PC stuff at the minute. Like it's, Playing with a mouse and keyboard again is literally just well, been I was, like... I was told controls were still going to get used mostly, but... 
I thought they would, but I have really got into, and I think part look, I spent a lot of money on have, making sure that I've got a good mouse and keyboard more yeah. than I needed to and more than I should have done. Yeah. But I was like, if I want to, I want to get a taste for this, I'm going to try and get a taste at the top tier and see where it takes me. And I've really fucking enjoyed it and mm. playing first person shooters <clears throat> Like this, I was even playing Rocket Racing the other day with a mouse and keyboard, and I was like, "Well, does this really need a? Do I need to connect a, a controller to this to do it, or is some of this stuff just better?" So I'm really just trying to experiment with it and see where it kind of takes me, and I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't ever put myself under pressure to play stuff. I know you like to have a a set Got a roadmap here. Sort of, roadmap whereas i'm just a bit like i'll play what i want when i want and i'll see where that kind of takes me that's the way to do it really i mean the roadmap is just a guide for me i've I haven't stuck yeah, to it yeah. and i've just my original roadmap's been completely bastardized um and it hasn't mm. hasn't gone to plan at all but generally the one yeah Baldur's gate 3 is the big one for me that i want to play but because it's such a yeah. mammoth it's mm. like really difficult to find a slot for it and i look into like the over this period, I'm going to get that Alan Wake two for sure. Play that mm. on the PC, which I'm going to. <laughs> I'd rather not because yeah, I want to, It'd be nice to play it on this TV. Now I could plug my PC into that, yeah, but will it run it at the required, you know, resolution to take advantage of that? I don't know. Probably would. It probably would be better on PC anyway. But there's something. There's always that concern that it won't run well, or something will happen, mm. and it'll and I'll be sitting there with frame counters on, trying to fuck up. Like, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. just like switching it onto a performance mode, and just mm. and I go, well, that's whatever it is, it's going to be. I haven't got to worry about yeah. this variation. But sometimes when the offer and the deal is that good, you have to just concede mm. and say, yeah, and it's going to look better on yeah. this thing anyway because I'll be able to put the ray tracing on. It'll have DLS. Like, there's actually more yeah. advantages to it. But I do mm. like my comfort of just playing on. A console yeah. now and again but uh, i'm waiting for that because obviously i went with silly silly stats really and mm. like at the moment i can just whack everything up to highest and it, it literally makes no difference but no. there will come a time quicker than i think where concessions will have to be made and we'll have to start thinking about this sort of stuff and i think that is when it becomes more of a consideration um because yeah. it's like i can play destiny on more frames than my screen will allow which is yeah. just ridiculous. Like so, but there will come a time when I play games when that won't be a possibility, and you have to find fine tune the middle ground to get it how you want. But um, I know what you mean. There is something really satisfying about putting a game, downloading a game, and pressing play, and just that's it. You yeah. can choose, as you say, you can choose. I remember even in Harry Potter, there was more options than I would have liked in that <laughs> yeah, and i just want you to saying that yeah and I, i'll just sort of like look i don't want this this isn't what i've come here for i've come here for does it do you want it to look good or do you want it to run well that's yeah. all i need ideally yeah. i love both but very rarely do you get it no well that's the advantage of the pc is you can leverage the power and get both if you yeah yeah got yeah absolutely and to be honest i would probably if i went back and played harry potter now i'd probably do it on pc for both um right that's interesting because it did look fucking good. Like, it has to be said, but I just can't not... I can't have anything less than 60 frames. It hurts me. Let me just do, as an experiment now, again, just to annoy people that don't like Epic. Because that's on offer as well, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, you can get that game for £20. 
on the Epic Game Store as we speak. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, old. it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> and this is, I mean, look, the simple fact is, is it's a long road to paying these PCs off, right? Oh, it's definitely right. not yes. a, a financial decision that you want to make, but that you can get games cheaper like yeah. on there. Like that is one of the benefits of it is that there's sales and things going on all the time. Yes. Um, but it's definitely like financially, it's a completely ill-advised thing to do. But it is a slight boon is that once you're there, you don't have to always pay, yeah. you know, fifty quid for a game. No, no, that's, that's the thing. You can you show a bit of patience. Mm. You can take titles, but have you played Hogwarts? No, I haven't. Um, to be honest, I know Adkins has got it, so it's on that. Mm, that yeah, yeah. it'll just be borrowed at some point. Uh, he, he won't mm. say. Well, he might say no, but he hasn't. hasn't I've already got that, that Spider Man Two lined up for him. Right, so yeah, I'll I mean, be having that. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It's, 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 say, get Windows cleaned. Get yeah. Spider Man delivered. That's exactly what should be happening <laughs> for the rates that are being charged, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I really wanted to. But I mean, tease the kingdom. I think I'm just yeah. like, well, I'll wait for the next switch and see hopefully God, done that either. that's mad i didn't really like breath i liked breath of the wild but i didn't God. love it you it's... got annoyed at all of fawning didn't you well it was just it was just ridiculous <laughs> i mean i was glad to see that tears of the kingdom didn't win the game awards this year just give yeah. a kick up the ass because i was like oh, come on pull your finger out it's your ass not great is what he's saying yeah and look Baldur's gate 3 i might play that and go fuck me what are they doing here but mm. at least it's something different. Like, it's very different to what I'd perhaps normally play. So mm. that's in there, but it's such a big game that I'm trying to find a slot for it, and it's like, well, it's not happening because we've got, got Persona 3 Reloaded coming early February next year. End of February is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is going to be another monster. So it's probably going to be not till spring next year I'll get to that. Tears of the Kingdom will wait until nintendo switch 2 or super switch whatever we're calling that comes out and hopefully there'll be mm. a enhanced version of that might not be it might have been a waste of time played metroid prime remastered resident evil 4 played that it was good street fighter 6 not really my jam super mario bros wonder and that's the one where mm. to be honest that should have just been borrowed and played by now because it's not a big bloater of a game yeah so that might be wonders that might be a nice january game if i do finish off Alan Wake too quicker than what I was anticipating. Thinking about getting that to play, going to Centre Parks in January, and I'm thinking that'd be yeah. quite a good one as just a full player, just to have and do there. Um, but yeah, I agree that that should have been bought and done by now. It's one that I keep thinking I, I need to get, I need to get, I need to yeah. get. But um, tricky, right. isn't it? Because it's this is a blessing and a curse having all of these things available because. It's great because you can play what you want, but then trying to figure out what to play when and where is fucking hard. Yeah, it becomes a job in itself, which is not mm. ideal. Dave the Diver, I've got that on my Steam wish list. I'll, one day I'll get to that. It's, it looks interesting. Spider-Man 2. I was, sorry, I was also going to say, Baldur's Gate yep. is still full price, £50 on the yeah. Steam store, which is annoying me. I... I mean, look, there's no absolutely no reason why that should come on sale. But no. for some reason in my mind, <clears throat> well, I want to play that, but I don't want to pay 
50 pound for it no again this arrogance that comes with being on pc i'm not paying yeah i mean it's, a, it's what i tend to do i mean atkins has bought that on steam so you in theory we can mm. do a steam share and it can be all sorted out that way so that's obviously potential that is an advantage of steam for sure but yeah i think i got into the state where if i don't get it on release date it has to be on a sale yeah, because all you're paying for is early earlier access to the game at this rate. Yeah, like everything yeah, comes yeah. down in price and the sales that mm. go on. Like, if you ain't there day in day, I think well, I'm not paying the top whack because yeah. that's not that's Great. not how it works. What happened, Alan Wake Two? I was like, oh, I'll wait for a sale on the consoles, or I didn't expect it to come on to PC so cheap to be so appealing. So that wasn't part of the plan, but I'll, I'll take it absolutely. Um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Phantom Liberty. That's I want to play the whole game for that. So that's on uh, the roadmap somewhere. Dead Space, we got through. Alan Wake 2, we're going to get through. Sea of Stars, that's a freebie, actually, on that PlayStation Plus subscription, but I ain't got time for that, unfortunately. That's a, mm. that's another one to get later down. Hi-Fi Rush, which we both didn't actually like that much, but scored. Mm. That, in fact, was Xbox's top-scoring game with an 89 in the end. Diablo 4. I mean, that's been just missed and lost in the shuffle for us. Pikmin 4. I need to play Pikmin 1 through 3. So that can be that can be done at some point. Final Fantasy 16. Enjoyed that. Cocoon. Enjoyed that. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Don't know what we're talking about. Feet Rhythm Final Bar Line. That's not going to get played. It's a rhythm game. Armored Core 6. Fires of Rubicon. From Software. Lurking. Too scared to play that. Mm. Octopath Traveler 2, one day. Starfield, that's what people are saying is the big loser of all this. Just been shunned by the dimp community other than Adkins and he couldn't even finish it because of a bug. I mean, that was the head turn. That was the generational title. Mm. What happened? I mean, you weren't convinced throughout the whole thing. You were like, I ain't... No, I I, I wasn't. Um, I always thought it was just going to be something that people hyped up and I know it's, you know, I don't think it's bad, but I don't, I don't think it was ever a day one and it doesn't look like my sort of thing. Um, I mean, look, it looks worth playing at the right price. And if you're on game pass, it's like, why not? But I've just uninstalled it the other day, actually, because it was taking up a hundred gig. I just uninstalled it. Well, it didn't, it wasn't going to get played this, because but the other thing I've seen, they're changing, they're adding maps to, th- they're adding all these features and parts that people mm. have complained about, essentially. So I'm like, well, again, I might as well wait a little bit and see what yeah. what, what the future holds. There's no rush to yeah. get through that big game. Because again, that's not going to be a simple one. Mm. Just Sand, which was developed by Don't Nod and published by them. So it's a self-published game. Again, that's been marked on a radar just to have a look into because I wasn't, wasn't aware of that. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Now, seemed like that was a bit of a, good but bad because of the performance issues it had at release had biff saying it shouldn't have left the factory in that state he was struggling with all sorts of problems but nowadays worth going back and playing so that's on my list as well super mario rpg not not likely blasphemous Mm. 2 which i know evan likes and loves actually love the first one of that hogwarts legacy makes the cut on these top these top games mortal kombat 1 and then finally forza motorsport there is. That's, that's the list of games, I and mean, that's not getting played. No, nope. M- MK is not getting played because it's a fighting game, and I don't really gel with them. Hogwarts Legacy is on the list, but again, not a quick one, is it? You sat through no. it all and had to had to blast through it. 
No, I mean, it's not too bad, um, but it's longer than I thought it was going to be in a weird kind of way. And I, I lengthened it, it out. My, yeah. Yeah, there were some bits where I was like, I ain't going back to do that. But uh, the yeah. bits that seemed feasible to go and get, like, collectible bits. And it, look, if you like Harry Potter, it's a great world to be in. Like, they've really executed that brilliantly. But, yeah, it, sometimes you have to draw the line and get onto other stuff. Yeah, you can't. Be... I think I was. I got. That's when I got snarled up with God of War when I was around that, and I was like, right. Well, they're releasing I mean... DLC for free, saying come back to us. Mm. Little epilogue, they're saying, but it's a fucking roguelite, which is never easy. I've downloaded mm. it, but I'm scared to start because they can be a pain in the ass. They get them wrong. They're really annoying. Those sort of style of games. And I played Hades. Yes which is easily the best iteration of that style I've seen because the narrative's linked into the the, re, the retrying and the failing, like mm. the whole narrative's built around that. I just don't see that being the case with this. No, you just get fucked but off. But they keep saying quickly. things like, conclude Kratos' story. Like, Why are you saying things like Why that to me? Why are you dragging me in? Yeah. Mm. But again, that would be a good thing to have, because it's free. That would be a good yeah. thing to fill a gap at some point. But they won't let things go, will they? Everything's got to be a forever game. Can't can't just allow you just to pay for the game and then leave it for for the next entry. So Come back. Well, we'll see. Won't Look we? more hours. Here's the publishers in order. Nintendo, as I said, was top. Capcom, Square Enix. I've bundled Bethesda and Xbox Game Studios together because <clears throat> it's well, they're all owned by Microsoft now. But they still publish under Bethesda Softworks, mm. like the Bethesda. It's a bit confusing, but that's that's a first party Xbox. I call them so they were next. EA, Warner Brothers, Annapurna, Bando Namkai Entertainment, Blizzard Entertainment, CD Projekt, Don't Nod self published, Epic Games, who published Alan Wake, Larian mm-hmm. Studios self published, Mint Rocket self published, Sabotage Studio self published. SIE or Sony or PlayStation, whatever you want to call them with Spider-Man. And then Team 17, we published Blasphemous. So they are the top publishers for the year. Looking back at Sony, they have released one game. They chucked out their PS5 hardware to it and this PlayStation portal. So they were clearly distracted in some way. Mm. But I look at next year and I think, what? Are, what well, what's next? We've got Helldivers, which is not going to be... It ain't what they normally do. It's not a big story-based game. It's a multiplayer focus title, which is something different, I guess, but still not going to tick necessarily my box. Final Fantasy Rebirth, which they're not making. They're just paying to not have it on other platforms, so don't really count that. Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. I mean, it's a remaster, so get what you can out of that. But I don't know. I look forward at what they've got on the slate. I'm like, well, where's the next big one? Because they've slowly but surely just been trickling out. They've just been Slugville, Slugville, haven't they? Especially this year. Yeah, is, it, I mean, is it cause for concern? I think it might just be a bit of a slow year. I mean, look, it's really hard. I think we've, we've spoke about this a few times in the pod where planning releases and ensuring <laughs> that there's kind of like this constant flow of games is sometimes a tricky thing to do. And I think... This is probably part of the reason why they want some live service stuff actively out there is because that well, kind of feels... Them. Well, they do, but that's part of the reason why they want it out there because it's kind of like filler for other stuff. And, um, you know, I think 
They've, yeah, they, so rather than there being a game release, they can say it's season two of Helldivers. This they'll do stuff like that. To, 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 that's what they'll do. Know, and they'll, people they'll, want it. This, well, this isn't, they do, we'll they want it. We'll see. We'll see. If they get it right, they want it. People love seasons and game like live service, but if it's done right... There ain't um, enough room for it all. It's all going to fucking burst in one day. You're right. There ain't enough room for it all. <laughs> there absolutely isn't, but they'll continue to do it. So that's that's Get the world we it. live in. Yeah. Get used to it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think they 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 seem to be as good as a safe pair of hands as they can be for releasing good single player games, which is exact opposite of what Xbox are and Microsoft. Hold they on. cannot be trusted. They got three Go in this list. No. I'm not having it. <laughs> iFi Rush was garbage. No, it wasn't garbage. It wasn't as good as all the fucking fawning Starfield. was made. That Forza. again. Look, what are we doing? When you look at that, like, mm. not Happy. not good enough. So, yeah, I think, look, Nintendo released good, good um, first-party content. I think Sony tend to as well. But they've just had a quiet <laughs> year with, with just spedings coming out. I think they'll be back with stuff for sure. Um, well, I hope so. I mean, uh, don't be asking for it because you ain't got enough time to play the stuff you want to play already. Uh, so they're doing you a favour, really, yeah. in terms of quietening out the True. roadmap a little bit for you. True. But it'll always be there one day if I can mm. go back to it. I don't know. I think, I think there might be a bit of a... I, don't know if, I think 2024, they might get really stomped on. I mean, there'll be... I just think Xbox have... I keep saying this, but at some no. point they have to fucking get it right. Like no. consistently. And 2024 no. might be the year. Hellblade. Lurking. The day when I get Gears of War trilogy <clears throat> remastered, be that'll happy. be the day when I go, right, we're now finally getting back to an even keel. <laughs> they should when do they that. start doing stuff. Well, this is what I mean. Once they start doing stuff that makes sense, we'll go, right, maybe they're actually serious about fucking making some good games then. <laughs> They got three of the sharp end here. What you say? This cuts through all the bollocks and gives you the, the raw stats. <laughs> it gives there's stats. There's there's liars, there's damn liars, and there's statistics. And I'll tell you what, those three games being there are a fucking lie. Well, they're not a lie. The problem is, there's just no prestige in it, is there? Really? Like Starfield ultimately was was a flop for most people. In some, it was, wasn't it? It's not, well, it depends what you wanted. If you wanted a 96, it's, like, generational game, then well, I know, I agree. It was. That's but. what people wanted, and that's what the expectation was. So they haven't met the bar with that. <laughs> yes, they've got the best driving game available at the moment, or I say best sort of arcade sim available at the moment. Like, whoop-de-doo. Like, look, this is it. You ain't going to get the awards for it. So you'll be no. releasing a good game, and you'll get a pat on the back, but you don't get the plaudits. Pat on the back's the most you get. Then Hi-Fi Rush only got what it got. I'm adamant it only got what it got because it was a shadow drop, and everyone. Yeah, yeah, probably helped. And it was all right. The first, if you played the first four hours, you don't need to replay fucking remaining eight or whatever it was. <laughs> no, That'd be my advice. That's true. Anyway, stop kicking Xbox. They've had the best year they've had in years. I mean, we didn't talk about the stains because I just didn't want to. I mean, Redfall obviously was a bad one, and. There was plenty of other bad games, that mm. Kong Skull Island game. There was yeah. Lord of the Rings Gollum, which was another disgrace. Oh, God, yeah. Um, 
There's a flashback too, which is awful. That Walking Dead Destiny is awful. So as much as we've clapped in all the good and good and great stuff here, there's been, an, I think, an unusual number of shite that's managed to make its way onto the market and you know score so badly. So it's been, it's been, it's been a great year overall, though. I think. I mean, this is just, as I said, this is just the top ten percent with the. There's been a lot of good games. A lot. There's been a lot of good games. There's, um, you know, and I think that lends to some of the uh, scores in in the Grand Prix and the, the the FGL really because you know I just don't think there's been many years where there's been many this many good games like all right you know we've got a couple of great ones but there's been a lot of good games like yeah even if you go plus you know 70 scored 70 plus yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's a lot of games in that pool and um I think that's a good thing like we're getting largely more good games um, but the thing is, everyone still wants those generational ones, um, which are hard to come by. Yeah, not always going to get them, unfortunately, but that's the way of the world. Well, I think that's it. That's 2023 wrapped for gaming. And we'll close out the last normal episode with... How about this? Horizon Forbidden West, The Burning Shores. DLC. Okay being touted and chucked out there so i've played through that give you my opinion of that particular one got jim on the phone saying well you said we only released spider-man we did spurning shores as well yeah well it's not the same is it not the same jim it didn't get in the top 10 percent either so fail for you on that particular one but that's what's coming next i'll be giving my opinion of that i said we'll be back with some special episodes over the coming weeks don't know what the exact schedule is normally fridays they release so look forward to the quiz look forward to the end of season fgl recap and then we'll be back into it next year probably with gaming's most wanted to kick things off logan will be on a break then so you'll get a, a week or so off and then back into the fully fledged normal shit that'll be that yeah anyway horizon forbidden west burning shores we'll see you on the other side. Sorry, I couldn't find the stop recording button. Goodbye. Welcome to the Dimp Digital Voicemail Service. Please leave a message after the tone. Alright, Biff here. So, Resident Evil 4, done. Um... Never played the original, just played uh, the remake. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I thought the dialogue was a bit corny in places. Like some of the one-liners felt really dated. So I don't know if it was the original sort of dialogue and conversations, or and if you know they might they might be showing their age a little bit. But the actual uh, combat and um, the game and the story, I thought was very good. It just I don't know the like the American his old American boss that was like a leader of an army or something he he looked like the fella from street fighter i think his name's ghoul or something it's like the japanese or capcom have this like image about how i don't know the u.s marines look and it's like crew cut hair blonde combat trousers vest always but yeah i, I did enjoy the game apart from that little side bit um yeah give it a gold um yeah decent overall um, graphics look good, I thought, and the combat was good again because I've not played the original. I don't know if they've updated the combat. I imagine they would have done because, well, maybe not. 
I don't know. But um, yeah, overall, decent. Give it a gold. And uh, yeah, I enjoy playing it. Here we are then, back with some game impressions. To close out this edition of Idle Game Chat, got Apps and Logan here. I am once again here to reveal some thoughts on some, well, some DLC actually. Um, some people call these like, this stuff expansions, but they've referred to it as DLC in the store page. So I've given a spoiler away for the store page there, but um, I don't feel so bad calling it DLC. That seems more chuck away to me. I don't know what you how you feel about that. When you hear expansion, you think core. Cool. But what that, the world don't normally expand. Well, they're, just, they're trying to call that fucking division thing we've been playing expansion territory, and I'm yeah. like, well, using the first map. In the first game. Well, the thing is, uh, yeah, that one's slightly different because even in the one that we've been playing through lately, they cart you off, didn't yeah. they? And you're not even, you're not even. So I don't. You prefer... held hostage there till you finish the job. You can't even get back. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Um, I like like the term additional content or something mm. like that so, uh, i mean download download is fine because you ain't buying it in the shops are you? so you are downloading the content but why not but why not have a little waste of plastic case environment isn't it well we're esg over here at dim digital we're all about environmental well uh, i was gonna say and i was like that's disingenuous that. yeah um so yeah, I think I don't really like expansion packs and things like that. That does annoy me. Just call it downloadable downloadable content or additional content or something like that. Um is where I sit with it. Um so Horizon Horizon Forbidden West DLC. What are we doing here? Well yeah, it's the, it's called the Burning Shores, this DLC. Yeah. Um I'll do a store page, shall I? Yeah. Just to set us straight. Travel beyond the, travel beyond the Forbidden West as Aloy's story continues. Encounter new machines and a compelling new story. South of the Tanakh clan lands, millennia of volcanic eruptions and violent seismic activity has carved the ruins of Los Angeles into a trip into a treacherous Oh my god, what word is that? Archipelago. Oh. <laughs> Go on. Archipelago. Arch- Wait, I've never even seen that word before. I'm assuming You're it right means environment or something. Why don't they just put that? The only reason I know that is because I've watched a lot of David Attenborough over the years and he likes to use that word. No, cut that out of the language. Experience the next chapter of Forbidden West as Aloy pursues a sinister new threat to the planet hidden among these dangerous, untamed wilds. The Burning Shores DLC contains additional content for Horizon Forbidden West, including new characters and experience in a stunning yet hazardous new area. To enter the Burning Shores, you must complete the main quest... I won't, I won't mention the uh, the main quest name that's mentioned there. In the PS5 version of Horizon Forbidden West, following the main quest, the player will receive a call over Aloy's focus beginning the DLC. Interesting, that's in the overview, that detail. And I suppose it best be in there because this is not available on the PS4 version of Forbidden West. And like it says, you have to have finished the main quest to access it, which is uncommon. Usually the game will just give you the option to skip straight to that point and play it as a separate part of the game. And if you haven't got a save point, they just sort of give you a stock character with various levels and abilities and and whatnot. But no, you have to have finished the main game and it's on PS5. So they really are filtering out people that 
they haven't finished the game or got it on PS5, which I think is an interesting perspective and an interesting way to go because so often we see these companies trying to bleed every last pound and penny out of people, whereas here mm. they're artificially putting up walls saying, well, you can he play it if you haven't got the PS5 version or if you finished the main game. Good or bad? Who, who is playing DLC without finishing the main game? I don't know. Who's it's, doing that? That is the equivalent to me of not finishing your dinner and having afters. Yeah. Well, you might just want the afters so much because you prefer the afters. Or you've got on your plate, you've got your dinner, and then... This is the same dinner, I'd argue. Yeah, so rather than doing that, you go out for seconds. You go, well, why not just eat what's in front of you? Why are you going out for the seconds? I don't... If you don't know what you can eat buffet, you're fine, because you want to try and maximise. You want fresh. (laughs) Because that stuff's lukewarm at best anyway, so once you've had it on your plate a few minutes, it'll be stone cold, so you may just want to replenish it, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're, logically, no one should be interested unless they finish the main game. I don't, I don't see why you'd be like, yeah. oh, I'll, I'll do the DLC. There's almost zero <laughs> logic to that. The PS5 only is clearly a technical thing. They, mm. I mean, having played it, I can see it to a certain extent, but it doesn't do anything that you, you kind of go, wow. But It's not that radical that you no, think. No, but I'm, almost, obvious, I'm yeah. almost certain they wanted to do certain things and thought we could backport this but it's going to take forever mm. and um they already this game came out this sorry this DLC came out 14 months after the main game yeah this just too long yeah but I mentioned that's on, why as I said to you at the top of it here again what are we doing here I mean I, it, I, was, yeah. look, I played it late this DLC Good yeah, yeah. six or so months after the DLC came out. I of all the DLCs I've played over the last few weeks and months and over over my time in playing DLC this is I found this the hardest. <laughs> Ever. It, well, in my head, this is gonna be the easiest yeah. because it's just an open world action RPG. Okay. Mm. The survival horror game, you know, of the Callisto Protocol and the final transmission, that was gonna be the, the real devastator. I was never gonna be able to to do that. Yeah. But this should have been easy pickings, mm. and it wasn't. It was hard because what I forgot was just how complex the game is. You've got I've got everything. You've got twelve different categories of weapons, which you mm. don't use all of them. You can only you think put four to six on your sort of loadout at a time. Each of those types of weapons have probably got six or so variations with different elemental damage, non-elemental damage. You've got the elemental damage thing to factor in, which is. There's probably half a dozen of those. Then you've got Valor skills, which I'd forgotten about completely, which are like super, you know, you activate it after you've built up a certain amount of momentum and it gives you a power-up or a buff. Mm. There's fucking 3, 6, 9, 12, 15 of those to choose from. You've got six skill trees <laughs> that you've been maxing out through 100-odd hours of the game. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. I, I cannot remember how to play this game. And this was a game I got really good at, as in... Mm. Just look at the machine. I was like, right, that one's weak to electric. Bang. Knock that canister yeah. off. Cause a chain reaction. Fucking sting them with the fireball. And then I just knew how to just devastate. All gone. All that knowledge built up and gone. So the people were saying, well, you left it too long to play the DLC. My argument is that my skills and knowledge eroded probably three months after the game came out, three to six months. Mm. The fact that this came 14 months after the main game, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. If I played it, if yeah. I played this in April, 2023, when it came out, 
I'd have been in the same boat. Maybe I lost an extra five percent, but 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 the damage had been done. Yeah, the majority had already gone. Like it's <clears throat> it is hard, I think, to define what an optimum time frame is for DLC. I think somewhere I can tell you fourteen months is not it. I can say no. that safely. I would say somewhere between three and six months. I think anything over six <clears throat> You're months is trouble. Getting, yeah, yeah, that's my opinion because I've I've played so many, I've played so many different things between that time that you yeah you, my brain's already overwritten that information. So yeah. this was if super before tough. three months you go fucking hell I've just done 120 hours in this one we're doing it again. There is that and yeah that's that's when you get into the dangerous period of. Why couldn't that have been in the main game if it's too yeah. close? We've, I think companies have been burnt so many times by releasing mm. stuff shortly after the main game. They're like, well, you're just carving the game up and trying it, which is kind of a fair comment. But I said this when I was talking to Adcock about the Resident Evil 4 DLC. Mm. I think I'd almost prefer that though. I'm like, okay, that's how you're doing it. At least I can dive into this extra content shortly afterwards. The annoying thing about this whole situation is, is nowadays we've got the complete edition of Forbidden West. That if I was patient enough, if I'd waited eighteen months, I could have just got that, and it would have flowed nicely into it. I'd have been well up to speed. Mm. The good news is, I did eventually get there, but it took some time. Yeah, and the game doesn't really, or the DLC, I should say, doesn't. I thought it might give me a bit of a slow start and just like put me in situations and scenarios just to get me my foot in again. But no, mm. it just sort of chucked you in there and I was really <laughs> struggling from the outset and perhaps in the last third of the game I felt competent but never was I get close to how I was in the main game. Mm. So because it's DLC and because it's after the main quest it's set, the difficulties at the higher end because mm. the levels of the machines, the level of the enemies is all higher. So mm. that's another thing that, that cost me because everything was more resistant. I couldn't just afford to get away with complacency or poorness. I was getting put down so many yeah. times, but I got through mm. it, but definitely was a souring experience because I don't know. I mean, it's, this took me about 10 hours to do the main quest along with some of the side stuff that was, on my path um i've gone back afterwards and done a few extra bits and i'll probably it's probably another five hours there so 15 hours is probably your top so it's quite meaty in that sense mm. perhaps that's why it took 14 months but i don't know i've just got to sort this out because i've just noticed it in the, the the sort of quick fire dlc raid i did i just noticed a, a struggle with all of them in varying degrees and unbelievably mm. the callisto protocol was the least the one i had the least amount of trouble with which is just a a shambles that's not how i had it pegged at all that's gonna be the hardest one this was gonna be the nice easy one saved it to the back end i was like right i'll just enjoy this and just walk through the machines nope i was absolutely struggling poor old aloy going from master hunter to an absolute chump just from flying across the fucking lake to to go and visit los angeles tricky isn't it mm. um if they're going to release it that late then you, you do need to get the do optional. things in that well do you want an optional tutorial for 20 minutes yes please yeah yeah if not do fine. you want a refresher yeah because you ain't sat on this for 18 months possibly yes no. yeah it's tricky but uh, yeah I, I um i definitely prefer them in that sort of three to six month window for sure yeah um 
So I think the initial kicking out of the way, do you want to read the store page? I've read it. Have you? Yeah. Good Lord. I'm losing my marbles. <laughs> right. Okay. So moving on then. <laughs> That's what I got tangled up by Attenborough's word, didn't I? Flagship. Okay, well, <laughs> we can claim that anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to assume in this then that it's basically more of the same in terms of if you move over to that Lysanthus Lysang- piece, you've alluded to it already in terms of the fact that it's, you know, high-level machines and all that kind of good stuff. But do you feel like that shift in environment was enough? Or did it feel a little bit like reskinned or rehashed? Like, was it? Did it feel new? Yes. It. So, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. The way the the way the DLC is structured, I cannot not talk about this part of the main game. So, there's a part in the main game that I'm gonna reveal. It's not story based, really. It's just. It's just something you can unlock, and it's. You know, it's. it's, it's it completely transforms the way you get around. Um. So, if you've not played. The main game, and you're listening to this, and you don't want to know what that is. I mean, they give it away fucking early because it's in one of the fucking quests. <laughs> you, you can't do it till you've unlocked it. I thought, mm. it was, I thought it was playing with words, but it meant literally what it meant when I read it, <laughs> and it went back to it finally. Um, but you you own the ability to to fly the flying machines in the Forbidden West mm. towards the back end. So you go from this experience where the whole map is ground based in Forbidden West. It's yeah. one big landmass. San Francisco's there over a little body of water. So that's where you'd use it if you were just going back and forth. I actually got on. As soon as I could fly, I was I'm flying everywhere now. It saved so much time. Yeah, yeah. It was like a fucking revelation to me. Um, but what I say is that the Forbidden West was had a lot more on the uh, on the ground mass. It was just there was no separation of water other than like I mentioned with San Francisco. So you spent the vast majority of that game, or over half of it at least, traveling on foot. That's mm. how you discover things. LA, well, they mentioned there's been an absolute shithole of, you know, volcanoes and eruptions and whatnot. Yeah. It's a lot of water and then lots of probably a dozen or so islands. So you kind of need to fly to get from interesting Across. part to interesting mm. part. I mean, it's not a huge map. It Well, it's big enough, don't get me wrong, but compared to the main map, it's not a huge map. But they've clearly thought, right, we know each player's going to have this ability to use the flying machines. Let's incorporate that way of getting around and make it make sense. So it felt very different in the fact that you kind of had to fly around. Now, they do give you a little skiff and a boat to, fly, to drive around in if you want to do that, if you want to do a little bit of like island hopping. But... You're better off just calling the fucking bird in and just flying over and jumping out and gliding down. Yeah. It takes half the time, and you're not going to miss anything going over bodies of water. So, just from the locale and the the way it's designed, it was definitely felt a lot different. And they absolutely were aware that you're going to spend a lot of time in the air because you know some of the tombs and the ruins that you can go in, you can you can only access by using your your flying machine to like rip off a part of the hatch or something like this. They've definitely thought about, you're going to be looking from a top down. Let's, let's try and make these landmark areas appealing so that you can land on top of the building and perhaps work your way down the building rather than always starting at the bottom and walking up, which is how it was in the main game. So yeah, it felt, it felt fundamentally different just in terms of how the map was laid out. You kind of were forced to, to, to use the flying machine a lot more, even if you didn't combats the same, there's new machines, a handful of new machines there that 
you will have varying degrees of success against depending on how they operate. And there's a couple of new weapons, like new actual weapon types, which are cool mm. that you can unlock. Um, and there's also variations on existing weapons and stronger outfits and whatnot that you can do. So the the bones of it's very, very similar, but the change in the locale definitely, you could see, was like, okay, we know people are going to be flying. Let's make it... Let's try and make it interesting from that perspective, which I think they kind of nailed. Um, it's not without some issues in that it feels like you are just flying over things rather than exploring. And this is going to be a problem for the third game. I don't know how they're going to stop you from just ignoring a lot of activities. Um, well, I've got an idea of why, how they might do that. And they, they've shown in the very early game... In fact, there's a tower that's up that shoots things out of the sky. So your flying machine, you have to go and kill the tower to unlock, well, not unlock, but allow you to use your, your flying machine again. So I yeah, suspect yeah. in the third game, you'll have almost All like old You know, you go, you go and unlock a tower and then you can fly in that area. But mm. I don't know how that's yeah. going to play with people. I think they're going to struggle to balance. They've kind of, it's kind of like Pandora's box. They've opened up this new traversal mechanic, which cuts down on time but how do you make the game still engaging on the ground? Because so much of what you spend mm. in Forbidden West is on the ground exploring, finding these little, small, little secret areas that you just can't do that when you're in the air. So, no. Know. And you can't, you can take it away and say you haven't got your flying machine. And then people are like, hey! <laughs> Where's that gone? Where's I that want gone? it back. Mm. Yeah, you've, you've kind of got something good that you want to retain, but you don't also lose the... Almost should have held it back for the third and final game. Assuming the third one is the final game, then mm. it would have made sense to introduce it then. But they kind of they had it ready to go, introduced it here, and now it's going to be a case of you know taking it away or nerfing it in some way where you can't just use it all the time. Or maybe they just say go at it and hope people don't just go point to point. But I know they will. Mm, yeah, well. Well, people Maybe fast travel all over the place in these games anyway, so that let's not mm. pretend like me flying everywhere is is somehow diluting the game. We've got people just clicking menus and darting from one side of the fucking land to the other. So, yeah, and perhaps it's not a big issue at all. I think, no, I think for you, these things do become issues, but for other people, they're, they're less of a concern. They'd rather have these. Like, is it... Are people that interested broadly about exploring the worlds, or are they just want to yeah. tick off the game and and do the story bits? So I, I think, you know, there's probably more people that want to explore it than I think, but I, most I are suspect- ticking boxes, <laughs> aren't they? Most are just going right, get that story done, and then they see the credits and I go s- done. Yeah, I think so. That would yeah. be my gut feel. Um, so what did you? What did what? What did you like about this? Obviously, I know that you like the game in general, but what was it about this DLC that you you enjoyed? I hmm, what did I enjoy? <laughs> I just enjoyed being back in this. Once I've got my boots under me, just enjoyed being back in the flow of this game and not feeling like a fraud flying everywhere because the map was so clearly designed for you to, to do that. I don't know, really. It was just nice to be, be back in this game. Like, I was just, it gave me a new appreciation you again. It, didn't you? I did like, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. And yeah. 
you know, just seeing like uh, this again. This is all it's, it's the extension of the the main game. It's not a mm. it's not offering much in terms of brand new. And I think this is kind of a theme for a lot of the DLCs that I've, I've noticed that they're not they're not in the game of breaking the formula. It's just an extension of the formula, which is perfectly fine. Um, especially when you're using the same character again. Again, it's like, what can we do to make Aloy more interesting? You know, yeah. you don't you don't want that. You just kind of want to feel like you've. Uh, given that it's a complete edition, that, that people play this directly afterwards, they want this, they want the continuity there. But mm. just being back in the game was really infectious. Um, I said I've still got a few side bits I'm going to go back and do, and I'm absolutely going to go back and do those. So I'm already sort of tied into doing some of the side bits. Like there's a nice. Nice on the theme of flying. There's a there's a flight tracker. Basically, these this data that's dropped. You find the the signal, and you have to follow the flight path it took to unlock like the the voice notes. And they're not, they're not tricky really, but it's just a nice change up of following breadcrumbs. This time you're flying around mm. and and whatnot. But just being back in the game and just again marveling at how well the character interactions are done when you when the story bits are coming up when you just getting told what to do on your next mission like the the facial expressions and the mannerisms really are top drawer in this like it's astounding for a game that's got so much so many conversations so many quests so much stuff to do that they've found the resource to make all these interactions look and feel amazing like the mm. facial expressions alone are really really are impressive i don't think they get enough credit for that you can see what people are feeling or what these characters are feeling mm. by just their subtle facial expressions, like a bit of anger. You can see their eyebrows furrow and it's just like, yeah, I forgot this was the, I've forgotten to, to appreciate how well they'd done this. Um, but yeah, I can't sit here and say it's going to make you a fan of the game because more so than ever, this is an absolute extension of it. The fact that you've got to finish mm-hmm. the main quest means that you're already gonna have to invested a lot of time anyway so it's a continuation rather than a an uprooting and a, and a movement yeah which i think you've already alluded to is you know most dlcs and arguably i actually think like assassin's creed valhalla was a bit of a ripping up of the rule book in that each of their dlcs was like saying completely different where they introduced like new mechanics and and like mm. it was all it was a bit strange because you were playing like mini games, I think, there rather than actual DLC. And I think most DLCs are. It's kind of like if you like the game, we'll give you a little bit of extra, like just to add a bit more flesh to the story. Or, I mean, I think it should always be adding flesh. I don't like it where they yeah. hide an ending or a true ending behind DLC. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like it when it's like, oh, go and explore this little bit that has kind of come along. Or, yeah. Um, I'd say on this instance, you could quite happily not play it and not miss a great deal mm. um, because it's like a side excursion. It's, it's linked in, don't get me wrong, it's completely linked in to what's occurring, but actually it's not completely necessary, I'd say, uh, which is which is fine. It doesn't have to be. It's just, as I said, it's a new mm. area of new people, new characters, so it's always going to have that sense of, oh, this is a bit more of a, a side opportunity to go off and mm. and do this, but ultimately, I think I'll be better off for playing. It does add a bit more context in there, and there's some. If you're if you're interested in the lore and kind of what's happened to some of these tribes, there's some interesting little spider webs that you can draw back to the main game. Absolutely, that they, that they may explore in the third game. But again, this it, they've not 
stung people here and gone, if you ain't in the DLC, you're missing out on a true ending. Yes, it may mm-hmm. set up what we might see in the third game from a just an overall like, oh, here's here's what we're going to start the game off of perhaps and look at. But, you know, that's all stuff that can just be done in a, a, a very easy recap. It wasn't, wasn't like you've unearthed any sort of amazing thing that's going to turn the whole universe of the game up on its head. It's like, you know, we're here to do this specific task in this specific area. There's some side bits for us to get on with. Let's go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, so is there anything that you found frustrating about this game beyond the fact that it came out 14 months after the original? That's the main one. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, Still want to re-kick it for that? Or no, you done? I've done with that. It's just, and this is a theme with a lot of deal. I mean... Yeah, it it yeah. may just be a me problem as well. I don't know. But... No, it's not. No, it's not a you problem. So if it was a you problem, I would quite happily call it out. But <laughs> you, you, you can't, you cannot be doing it. No. <laughs> it's just, you're asking so much of people. Like some games where there's, it's, you know, there's like seasonal content, there's things that they bring you back periodically to, to yeah. sort of refresh yourself can get away with it. But where you basically draw the line, and then don't release any content or do anything for that sort of period of time. Yeah. Like, I think you are always going to be asking a lot of people. Yeah, you um, just need a bit. Some level of optional onboarding would have really been, you know, would have been appreciated because I was really at sea for several points. The go, this is a real tough battle, and they, and they weren't tough. I was dealing with them with absolute zero issues, mm. and I was, I, I was like, do I even have my loadout? How I had it. Like, was that my optimum loadout? I remembered I really yeah, liked the yeah. throwing spikes. I remember I used to love those, but I couldn't remember all the nuances of what I'd use to set up the throwing spikes. It was just the whole thing. And eventually mm. I just figured something out and it got through it and worked. But one of the one of the new outfits actually really helps. Like, you, there's something called concentration, which slows down time. And this suit enhanced the amount of time you could do that. And you could yeah. sort of stack things to make it even. And that just gave you so much time just to slow things down and think, right, I'm going to pick my shot here. I'm going to hit this. And that helped out massively. But yeah, other than the, the time period, I would say that the, the main driving story is okay to good. Not, not exceptional. And I, I'm not sure how much it really added to the overall universe, to be honest. Mm-hmm. In terms of like your your task to go there and what you're what you're doing doesn't really uh, didn't do it for me. Some of the stuff that you through the side stuff and just the other interactions, you understand a bit more about some of the other tribes. That's quite cool, but that's sort of on the sidelines. That's just for yeah, nerds yeah. like me who were like, oh yeah, that's quite interesting to find that out. But the main sort of core of the story wasn't wasn't overly engaging. It's not particularly long either. Like it's probably mm. seven or so missions that you'll go on. Yeah, and, that, yeah. and that'll be that, which is fine. Um, and it could have done. I think it could have done with more side quests. I've only found two like proper side quests, not like side activities, like quests where you meet someone and you're doing a task with them or you're doing something for them. So I don't know if there's more lurking, but I've gone around the map a fair bit, albeit flying mm. mostly. Um, but it could have done with a handful more of those because they were actually really good. I really enjoyed those. And I was like, I just wanted a couple more maybe of those. But on mm. the whole, you know, it's a, it's a net positive and 
had the had if you play this as part of the complete edition, which is available, then you'll be fine with all a lot of the criticisms I've had. But um, whilst it seems somewhat unnecessary, it was still kind of welcome to go back into the game. So I wouldn't have gone back into it otherwise. There was no reason no. to go back in. So it's nice mm. to jump back into this and have a little whirl round in Aloy's world and the Forbidden Wests and the Burning Shores, as they're called, <laughs> of LA, which might actually happen in real life one day. How things going over there? Well, never say never. Mm. Um, so, is there anything else that you want to call out before we potentially move into the the gallery section of the review? Mm. Oh, it done that thing again, didn't it? Where I start a mission and the time of day changed. Done it twice. <laughs> Sorry, not going to let you get away with that anymore. Nope, that's all I've got to say on that. I'm going to go through the whole Ronnieism again, but don't, don't, don't do that. Consistency, please. I don't care if the scene's set up to be at night. <laughs> that ain't that big a deal. In which case, do we just tell you the annoying thing? They solve yeah. the problem already. Right. I'll tell you how they solve it. Yeah. Meet me at the campsite. All right. You go to the campsite. No one's there. You engage with the campfire. Presumably yeah. you're waiting for a period of time. Oh, the time of day is now night. That makes sense. Not let's go to this campsite. Your interactive partner's already there. You say hello to her and suddenly it's dark. Yeah. So inside this DLC, they solved it a couple of times, but then got sloppy right. in a couple of instances. Uh. Make me be the one waiting. And then you can do whatever time you want. Annoying. I mean, normally they say come to me at night or something well, like that. I get why they don't want to do that because then people are like, oh, I've got to fiddle around with the time. Mm. Or maybe you don't and you just go there and again, it'll just transfer it to day. But just do the, just do the waiting thing. Just say, I'll mm. meet you at the campfire when I'm ready. You, you, you turn up and then you do a little press of the button. You see them waiting there looking at their watch. They haven't got any watches because of the tech in this place. And then they turn up and they're like, oh, hi, good to see you. And then it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Pratted it. The very death they have. They've, they've absolutely lost a grade for that. That's how oh, seriously it takes it. Don't you worry, they have. <laughs> don't you worry about that. They will be punished for that sin. Not having it. <laughs> right. So let's... Uh... I want a crusade. Let's make, a, let's make our way into the gallery then, shall we? Yeah. Um, so, as we've explained in previous reviews, but we'll continue to do this until it's fully sunk in, you've got your four ranks, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, for ones that make it into the gallery. Before, wow. before I say before recently, up until recently, anything that didn't get in there, was just lost into the ether, chucked out the back door, never to be seen. We didn't like that. Say so no. we didn't like it. Joe didn't like it. Didn't no. like the idea that nothing. There were unaccounted for games just lost. The bin so, men trying to take him down to the landfill. It felt. <laughs> it felt somewhat cruel. They went to the landfill, but also there was is an added humiliation to being in a permanent bin, isn't there? That they're always there. Someone could just find. A high five well, Russian yeah. Logan in there, or a Pokemon Snap from paper in there. Like you can just find these 
random <laughs> games in there. Like, What's Paul that? Barca's going to find them one day and play them and just, yeah. just all the turp. <laughs> So, yeah, we've now got what's called the botulin bin, which is anything that doesn't make it into the into the bronze to platinum ranking gets put in the bin yeah. altogether, all the took kept together um, in the gallery. So we'll always go in now. So yeah. as we do, we walk in. I'll let you lead me to wherever you want to put this game. It's either chucking it in the bin and walking out or actually giving it a pride of place up on the wall in a cabinet, wherever you want. So, Burning Shores, Horizon Forbidden West DLC gets itself a nice, shiny bronze. And yes, the silver was on the cards for it <laughs> until I saw they were changing time to day on me. So that, that is how seriously I take it. Now, I wouldn't put a game in the bin for that. I must, I'll draw the line of being sensible yeah. somewhere. But I'm absolutely willing to knock grades down if you're going to play that game with me so I hope this gets back to them because the burning shores yeah. could, have, could have been lurking on a nice silver but not getting gonna, serious with it not if you're going to do things like that and it's all luck isn't it because I could have gone to that mission start at night and I never would have known yeah like, yeah it's the thing yeah. it's unfortunate for them but you'd solved it earlier on in the game so don't be don't be stinging me with things like that so the burning shores Horizon Forbidden West DLC, a nice bronze. Still some high respect as far as I'm concerned. But I think that's it for this particular episode. We'll wrap up Idle Game Chat for another edition. Nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time. And ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.